Welcome to the Display the Gospel podcast, a place where we will explore topics related to the Christian life in order to demonstrate and declare the gospel as followers of Jesus. Thanks for tuning in. Well, thank you for joining us again today. We are in part two of our series on gospel-centered stewardship as it relates to our physical bodies. And so, again, if you are just joining us today, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you'll go back and listen to part one. Uh, Today we've got uh, David Bush with us again, who is uh, a friend and a founder of a ministry called Fit for the King, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But um, for those of you who are maybe tuning in for the first time, I want to again remind us of our definition of stewardship so that we understand uh, what we're talking about today when we talk about being stewards of our physical bodies. And so the definition we've been working with is that stewardship is the belief that everything belongs to God because God is sovereign over all things. Stewardship begins as we recognize God as exercising His divine ownership over everything. And so in the context of this episode, God owns our bodies. God owns them. He has created them, and He is not only He's given us life, He's given us breath, and that's a gift of His grace. And so last week, or last time we talked on the podcast, in part one, we talked about kind of a theology of the body and how it relates to how we understand what the Bible says about our body. And David talked about a lot of great things about how God owns our body, and there's a physiological component to how we have been entrusted to live out this Christian life. Um, and so, again, today, David, uh, David Bush is a formal pa- former pastor, a health coach, disciple maker, an elder here at our church, and he has a ministry called Fit for the King. Um, and you can find that information on his website, which is at fit, the number four, theking.net. Um, so David, again, thank you for being on the show again today. Grateful to have you here. Um, so what is Fit for the King, and, and uh, what, do you, what is it that you do? Yeah, Fit for the King is a discipleship ministry that focuses on this issue of body stewardship. As I um, uh, grew up in the church as the son of a pastor, Uh, And as I have been in ministry for most of my adult life after coming out of the business world uh, there and and getting into a relationship with a gym owner who I had the privilege of leading to Christ, um, some of his questions in our discipleship meetings and some of my own perspective as one who valued this aspect of life and, and had gained an appreciation for being fit and the benefits that go with that. saw a big disconnect in the church. and I guess God was just provoking me to view things in a certain way and to increasingly see that this was something that was not valued, never spoken about, and actually was the church was becoming a, a feeding ground of, of bad behaviors in many ways. And I saw in the life of my own father uh, how that um, short circuits effective ministry mm. as his very vibrant ministry came uh, to an end all too soon, largely because of uh, physiological issues that were avoidable. Mm. Um, and that realizing that body stewardship, despite a value it was for me and some of my siblings, uh, was never a value for him. And uh, that ended up becoming the Achilles heel that basically took him out of ministry uh, for the last. 20 years of his life, and that uh, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, that's not what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what he envisioned for himself, but yeah. uh, when you don't steward your body well, some of those things end up just 
happening and you uh, you wear out the horse and can no longer, as the old <laughs> gospel circuit rider said, you know, yeah. God gave me a horse and a message. I wore out the horse and I can no longer <laughs> deliver the message. Um, and that became his story. And so that God has put these things together in my life, the different influences to give me uh, a passion for this. And as I evaluated my life and ministry, uh, kind of was provoked to think, David, where does your life experience, your passions, and the greatest need of the church today intersect? And uh, in the void of how this is ever really talked about in a gospel-centered way, it wasn't hard for me to say, you know what, it kind of sounds crazy, but this area of body stewardship is an area that is just a, a void, yeah. and nobody is really speaking in a gospel-centered, biblically foundational way to this is yeah. a discipleship question, yeah. and by golly, you've given me the passion and the desire and the capabilities and some experience in maybe speaking to this. So it, it's at times been a lonely road because that's not something a lot of churches are opening their arms wide to say, please come in and talk about this, this topic. Uh, that doesn't happen so uh, very often. So, um, you know, that's been a challenge. But that is, uh, you know, I guess a little bit about why did I pursue this yeah. and uh, been developing resources, books and videos and coaching and um, conferences and even training, personal training to help support uh, people, especially leaders uh, and pastors, church leaders and pastors, uh, to, to get this area of life uh, under the Spirit's control. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I forgot to mention in the intro and even in the last episode as well, that you've written two books. Mm -hmm. You've written The Body Gospel, which is a 30-day devotional, mm -hmm. and he's also written Fit for the King, uh, which is a great foundational book that, that him and uh, his partner wrote together about a lot of these experiences, a lot of their knowledge. And again, both of them have been great. I've read both of them through the 12-week coaching that my wife and I have both done with David. Um, very helpful as well. So those are also resources I would highly recommend if you have questions or you're even beginning to scratch the surface of this issue. Those books will be very foundational, again, to help you think rightly so you can live rightly. Um, and so let's, let's jump into a kind of the next layer of this. We've talked about kind of the body and the phy physiological component and kind of a 30,000-foot level. Let's dive in a little bit today and some of the more practical t conversations as well about nutrition mm -hmm. and exercise. I mean, does... Uh, again, these these are things that are very common. Everyone eats every day, mm -hmm. um, and yet not everyone moves every day, I guess. But but does God really care? I mean, it's kind of the question. Does God really care what we eat, uh, and does God really care how much we move? Um, and so maybe speak to those two questions a little bit and how that relates to being good stewards with our body. Right. Well, I'd encourage people to listen to your prior uh, podcast to, to d develop some of the ideas, does God really care? Because when, yeah. you, when you take more than just a, a glancing blow at Scripture and dive anywhere into these, we find out, yeah, yeah He absolutely cares yeah. about our body. Though the Bible was not written as a physiological... Uh, you know, <laughs> that, that wasn't the purpose of the Bible. But you, you can look at all kinds of things from Jesus's life to how what he ordained in the Garden of Eden uh, to do to the Shema, to the Great Commission, yeah. uh, the Great Command. All those things are just yeah. uh, deeply physiological if you want to understand how they practically are lived out as, as well as stewardship. 
But uh, we uh, in North America, you know, my ministry isn't going to be one for India uh, or, you know, yeah. Southeast Asia or places where the abundance of food or the cost of food or the kind of food that is served is, is the kind of issues we're dealing with in North America. I'm, yeah. This is a North American issue. We're exporting yeah. at a rapid pace, and it's becoming more of an issue, but right now this is, this is relevant mostly to, to people uh, in, in North America. Um, but uh, when people uh, look at life and the decisions they have to make in life, uh, where do I send my kids to school? Uh, what am I going to allow to come into my home for entertainment? Uh, what kind of books would I buy at Barnes & Noble? Um, where am I going to spend my money and who am I going to patronize? Um, we come at this with a, a, a worldview, a Christian worldview that says, be careful, uh, caution, there's a lot of bad ideas out there. Uh, there's probably 75, 85% bad ideas out there. Let's be discerning yeah. and let's look at life through a, a, a biblical filter and, and sort the wheat from the chaff here and make wise decisions about what we will allow our, us to be exposed to and the, yeah. the kinds of things that we'll do. Uh, it would seem, and that's all very appropriate, but it would seem that that kind of discernment or perspective of life is completely non-existent in the area of, I'm going to go to the grocery store today and buy groceries for my family. Mm. We're going to go out to eat. Where do you want to go, everybody? Uh, there is no discernment. Mm. There is no filter. There <laughs> is no perspective that says, I wonder if there's a moral component mm. to what aisles I go down. Mm. I wonder if there's even a moral component to where I would choose to eat tonight. And, and at one level, uh, I understand, you know, we got to all eat, yeah. and, and the Bible doesn't say, you know, thou shalt not go to Texas Roadhouse or something, <laughs> you know, and, and it's a sin to, to dive into the sugar biscuit basket. Um, so we, we don't maybe have a, a well-developed uh, theology of that, um, but, but we're discerning about other things, and yeah. we need to start understanding that the culture is not our friend. And that actually the world system that is at play in every aspect is a world system that is governed by Satan. Yeah. This world is, is uh, temporarily been given over uh, under God's authority. He is, has he is allowed uh, Satan and his minions to, to call a lot of the shots here yeah. uh, for now. And frankly, the, the world system that affects how we fuel ourselves in this country is well under their purview yeah. uh, right now. And if you think about it, um, if, if Satan can't sidetrack the Christian uh, morally, yeah. if he can't get us off base in, in any other way, um, his, her, his view is, I want you dead, and the sooner the better. I mean, let's just put it right out there. Yeah. Satan wants you dead, and the sooner the better. Yeah. And if he, if he can't be given your life... <laughs> uh, like like Job, you yeah. can't take his life, but you can do anything else, um, uh, because I've decided how long this person's going to live and and all that kind of thing. You know, his, our days are numbered, and God knows it. Uh, but you can make them ineffective 
by yeah. all intents and purposes, uh, because they will be sidelined physically, yeah. and their entire life's going to be revolving around their next prescription, the next doctor visit, their next surgical procedure. Well, then that's the next best thing. Yeah. So we need to go and understand, first off, that this world is not our friend. The culture is not our friend. We don't just Google what's the best diet that's popular now and expect to come up with a uh, anything that is going to necessarily feed our our soul. Yeah. Uh, these are oftentimes worldly things that could even push us in a disastrous direction. So coming up with a worldview that understands we need to be just as uh, aware, have our antenna out, and be just as uh, scrutinizing issues of food and drink yeah. as much as we do what we're going to watch, what we're going to expose ourselves to, where our kids, whose houses they're going to go to for the sleepover, yeah. what college our kids would go to, uh, do these model our values? We, we, we filter all those things through hopefully a gospel-centered biblical yeah. worldview. Yeah. We need to start doing that with uh, daily decisions about how we're going to fuel ourselves um, and so that we can be the most uh, functional uh, and, and available, which really leads into people might say, well, fit for the king, do you have a, what are you trying to do? Is, is this all about, you know, getting bigger biceps? Is this about a 5K time? Uh, do you have a sanctified dress size or pant size, you know, <laughs> that, 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 that you're going to point to chapter and verse on? And I absolutely do not uh, have those things. There isn't a, like a godly BMI body mass index I'm trying to direct people to. Um, but the definition of being fit for the king means being physically available to love God completely, that would be your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love God completely. Let Him love others through you. There's the great commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, and accomplish all He desires with you, that's the great commission, for His glory. So this is, is not about before and afters. It isn't about look at me and what I did. It isn't about athletic performance yeah. or, or uh, anything that is culturally you know, uh, appraised. This is about physical availability to love God completely, love your neighbor better, and accomplish everything God wants and have Him glorified uh, in the end. And being able to do that means getting down to actually daily decisions about how you're going to fuel yourself, and it may even start with the fact that you're going to view food as fuel rather than entertainment yeah. or stress relief, yeah. uh, but how you're going to fuel yourself so you can maximize as a steward. We're looking at not how can I just dig it and put it in the ground or even get five minas back. Yeah. How can I be a 10? Yeah. How can I be a tenor? Uh, turn that one into 10. How can I leverage and maximize my physiology to give the yeah. best return possible in those years when I have the most to offer. Yeah. So that becomes a stewardship question, an issue that, that is a daily thing. Yeah. And to get people thinking daily in their 30s or 20s or even 40s about how life's going to look in their late 50s, 60s, and 70s is a task, yeah, <laughs> just is. like it is for the financial advisor to say, Man, if Brett, hey, you, Nicole, if you guys would just start saving this much out of every paycheck now, you know, in your 20s or 30s, you know, you, you're going to have some options when you get older and, say, and you're thinking, ah, man, you know, that's so long away and I'll, I'll be making big bucks, you know, somewhere later and I'll be able to save up later. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people find out, by golly, I, I really should have started my 20s or 30s doing that because I won't have yeah. what I'm going to need. Well, in the same way, we need to start thinking now, wherever you are, 
now how can I become more available and how can I start making daily decisions in the grocery store, at a restaurant, in my daily movement uh, to begin uh, doing things with intentionality to start moving the needle toward a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, that's great. You know, when, when my wife and I went through your coaching process, um, again, which I highly recommend and, and would recommend it to anyone who's in this boat looking for some serious accountability and growth. But we, uh, we have a whiteboard in our calendar. You know, we've got our, our, our menu up there for the week and all that kind of stuff. We wrote in the side of that whiteboard, body care is worship. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we think of worship as music. We think of worship maybe now as, oh, it is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And we say that phrase, worship is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We'll all nod and go, oh, yeah, well, that means we should be loving people and, and evangelism, the mm-hmm. Great Commission. Absolutely, mm-hmm. all those things are true. Mm-hmm. But that also includes what you put in your mouth mm-hmm. that goes into your body, that takes care of your body, that helps you go love people and, and maybe play that instrument or preach that sermon or serve in that class or, or help the neighbor shovel, mm-hmm. shovel their yeah. snow. More effectively yeah. and more often. Yeah. So yeah. body care is worship was kind of a phrase that was helpful for us um, to remember that, what, that am I honoring God in what I put in my mouth? In, in what I put in my body, and am I honoring Him in the food choices that I make? Not only even to what am I putting in, but also what is the reason it's going in, too, right? Like you said, emotion, is I, am I eating for emotional mm-hmm. <laughs> stability, which I've shared before. Gluttony is something that I've struggled with, of eating to feel satisfied after a long, stressful day, go mm-hmm. home and eat a bunch of cookies and, a, sure. and some comfort food and mm-hmm. feel like, oh, I feel better now. Well, I'm finding my satisfaction in something other than God. That's a sin. That's mm-hmm. gluttony. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been addressed for me as well. But I think honoring God with our food choices is a relevant, uh, very helpful way to think about that, which, like you said, many people don't filter through that. We just go, well, double cheeseburger, bacon, fries, ranch, soda, let's do it, and dessert to go. And you that's don't even the way, That's it. the way we roll in, and in, yeah. in this culture. And, and it hasn't taken us to a good place. I mean, when you no. think a big picture of our culture and many people in your audience probably, you know, would decry the direction of our culture. Oh, we've just become so <laughs> profane and, 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 and look at what the entertainment's out there and look at our politics and look at just the animosity and anger and, yeah. and, and the riots and the, you know, we just see, you know, we're just, a godless you know, society. a godless society heading toward the abyss. And, uh, well, have you ever thought about where our, our culture is going in tandem with all those things that you've just decried? Um, we're now 67 to 70% obese as a country. It, wow. Is there any relationship? Or is this just completely divorced from all these other things? And I would say no. It is yeah. part and parcel with the same kinds yeah. of issues that are falling apart all around us. Um, it, it, it's the same thing. And um, so, are, you know, likely most people, it, it, because the church statistically is 10% more obese and unfit wow. than a culture that is already off the rails. That's uh, so <laughs> the majority of people listening to this podcast are kind of maybe going, well, ouch, that, that includes me. Uh, and, and well, welcome to the club. You're, you're part of a vast <laughs> number of people that this impacts. Um, but but uh, that has not led us to a good place. That has not aided in our availability uh, because these things have ramifications. And when yeah. you get on a, a, a long list of prescriptions and as you head down that road and as you yeah. become less available physiologically, uh, you find out 
as you get older that your capacity to think clearly, to experience God deeply, to enjoy Him, to love Him practically through obedience, um, to be engaged in the work of the church, to be loving your neighbor like yourself, uh, and, and to consider what in your later years of life, how you can do that in a, in a highly leveraged way, these things go out the window. Yeah. And you end up patching up uh, your own tent uh, to try to struggle across the finish line, all the while consoling yourselves that, well, God isn't really concerned about this. Didn't he say that, you know, this is, I'm going to get a new body anyway, and, yeah. and, and the, you know, this is just part of the fall, uh, sin entered the world, and so I never was going to, this physical body never was going to cooperate, and it was always just going to get yeah. dismantled. And well, yes, that, that's true. You know, we're yeah. not getting better and better and better. We're degrading after a, a brief, you know, shot upwards until, until we hit 30-something, yeah. and then it's, it is downhill. Uh, but there's no need that we need to aid and abet and actually accelerate that. We should yeah. be fighting against that. Uh, because of the fact that we're going to get a new body, there ought to be a, a gospel of redemption at work there that yeah. says, because I'm going to get a new body, I want to show forth the reality that I'm getting a brand new body when this is through, so I'm going to forestall and fight uh, this uh, intruder death uh, into, my, in, in, into my being with every fiber I have. Uh, none of us say, I understand we're going to get a new heaven and earth. And that'll be wonderful. Yeah. So while I got the chance now, yeah. I'm going to strip mine and pollute and do the best I can to trash this one. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. ludicrous. Yeah. And I understand I'm going to get a new tongue and I'll fully worship the Lord and I'll be fully aligned and I'll, all my motives will be right and my relationships will be great. So while I got the opportunity now... Well, I'm going to trash my relationships, and I'm going to, you know, yeah. be profaning left and right because this is my only <laughs> chance. Well, no, of course we don't. We yeah. want to show forth the reality of a redeemed life that the gospel redeems, yeah. and and actually, in the end, it's all going to get perfectly done. Yeah. Well, the same rationale. I'm getting a new body. Yeah. There are going to be forces that are going to cause me to struggle, and, and the world isn't going to cooperate with stewarding this one well, yeah. but I'm going to fight that with everything I can to show forth the reality that life has changed. A new boss is in town. Yeah. I've got a new ownership, and the gospel is alive and well, and it's living in my body, stewardship. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, so how does this then relate to um, nutrition, and then how, is it late, or how does nutrition then can tie into the exercise component? Because again, someone mm -hmm. might be listening. So, okay, so do I need to get on a fad diet? Do I need to just join a gym? Mm -hmm. um, do I need to be the CrossFit guy? Do mm -hmm. I need to be obsessive now? You know, so obviously that's not the case. Right. Um, so, yeah, talk about how exercise and nutrition, uh, those things go together. Right. Well, our world would be quick to take somebody who is finally convinced, you know, Brett, I listened to that podcast and <laughs> the Lord hit me like a hammer blow. Change has got to be made. Uh, so our first reaction would be, well, let's go see what our culture offers and let's go join the gym and do whatever. And that may be a, a part of an answer for you. I've been a yeah. member of gym most of my life and, and, and utilize that regularly. Um, but Satan is happy to take uh, a kernel of, I need to change, 
and to perhaps bring that to to full bloom in a way that takes us way off course. And we can make too much of this and, and, and going the world's way, it's highly likely that we will. Um, I don't believe that people need to jump into a diet. Diets have not served us well. Um, diets fail because they're not sustainable. Uh, they are not designed to be sustainable. They're designed to be short-term. And uh, a shortcut that is going to help us lose weight fast. And the weight didn't come on fast. And uh, frankly, we need to submit to uh, discipline uh, under the Holy Spirit's guidance to lose it yeah. Uh, the same way it came on in many cases. Yeah. Uh, now, we can go off quicker than that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if we were gaining 10 pounds a year over over five or seven, you know, years and got ourselves in a ditch, um, it doesn't need to take you five or seven years to lose that. But don't, don't think you're going to lose it in 30 days or three months or yeah. whatever. Uh, uh, start thinking about a measured approach and just start moving more. What can you do? Can you walk more? Yeah. Can you get on a treadmill, an elliptical? Can you get your heart rate up and start um, uh, helping your cardiovascular system become more efficient and burn calories that way? Uh, we used to move in this country, and we used to move, uh, move in our daily lives enough to burn off the amount of calories yeah. that we were consuming. And those calories were largely whole foods, that were home cooked, yeah. uh, that were reasonable portions, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we're, we're undergoing a double-barreled problem of we're not moving anymore in our jobs. They're very sedentary. And as I say, you know, uh, sitting and sedentary lifestyles is the new smoking. Yeah. Uh, we just aren't burning calories or getting any cardiovascular work. And at the same time, we didn't see our diets then accommodate <laughs> that lack of movement. And everybody yeah. is now eating 1,200 calories a day. Because uh, that's all we're burning uh, through our sedentary life. So no, we we hit that with a fire hose of uh, highly sugared, highly processed, carbohydrate laden foods yeah. uh, that have packed on uh, a lot of body fat on yeah. people. So it's a double edged sword: sedentary lives and choices that are high in sugar and fat and, and um, salt and, and things that our bodies, frankly, don't need that much of. And we have, um, we have to make more discerning choices and, not again, not just take what our culture is offering, but view these as moral choices as well, like yeah. we do in other, every yeah. other area, and start to eat more vegetables, yeah. eat more fruits, eat leaner cuts of meat, um, uh, eat, uh, you know, live a life that I'm not, I'm not somebody who's, you know, organic, a, a vegan, vegetarian, yeah. uh, only this, only that. I believe that all things are, are, are good and can be healthy in moderation. Um, so you need to find uh, the healthiest parts of each of those areas, the healthiest whole grain mm -hmm. carbohydrates you can eat. Yeah. Uh, everybody needs to get more fruits and vegetables in yeah. their diet. Uh, yes, include uh, dairy if you can tolerate that. There's great wholesome uh, and, and uh, healthy dairy products. And uh, eat a wide variety of things. Drink more water, yeah. get more sleep, yeah. and move more. Yeah. It, it really is that simple, and you don't need to yeah. buy um, a, a, a book that is going to tell you a diet and, and a treadmill to get yeah. on that is going to accelerate this somehow, yeah. and then leave you at the end of that saying, well, that was interesting, that month, that two months, 
but man, I got to live a normal life now. I can't live like this the rest of my life. And so you go back to something that looks more like normal, and by golly, you find out two months later, you put everything back on plus two pounds, and you're in worse shape than when you began, and your body is now confused about what in the world is going on, uh, the bender you just put it through. <laughs> and so when I, when I talk people through my coaching uh, program, I'm not selling a, a diet, a commercial diet, or uh, some crazy workout program. Um, we start talking about fueling your body, drinking more water, eating from these basic things, uh, the proteins, the fats, the carbohydrates that you need in the proper yeah. portion talking about planning, planning your meals, planning your fuelings, uh, and then start to look at um, uh, how you're going to move enough uh, to be able to create a caloric deficit that allows you to safely and sanely begin losing the body fat that you want to rid your body of over a protracted period of time and arrive there at a lifestyle that's sustainable. Yeah, and that's great. Um, I, again, I can testify to what David is saying is true. As my wife and I went through that, we did that, and everything he says is what he told us to do, and it works. Um, not because it's a secret, but because mm-hmm. it's, it's God's common wisdom for us. It's been outlined um, in Scripture as well as his common sense for, yeah, smaller portions make sense, moving more makes sense, eating what God, what God has created in fruits, vegetables, and nuts, and seeds, and mm-hmm. whatever. That makes sense. Um, you put all that together with some common sense wisdom, with some biblical principles, with accountability, with surrendering to the work of the Spirit, um, all these things add up to be a transformational process. And so, uh, again, David, thank you for what you do. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for that impact that it's had on my own life and my family's life. Um, and so if anyone else wants to learn more about what you do, about how they could learn more about the coaching process, uh, the website is is fit. Fit, the number four, theking.net. Um, but is there any other ways you'd want them to reach out to you in any way? Well, that would be the best way because they could go there and find out what resources are available if they just want to, you know, link to Amazon and grab a book mm-hmm. and find out what yeah. this is all about and then go from there. If they want to learn about the coaching program, there's a video, an opportunity to sign up for a 30-minute complimentary call to talk about it uh, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, they can find out uh, about all the resources that are available and decide if and and where they would want to plug in and be benefited by that. Awesome. Well, that brings us kind of to the end of this. And again, David, thank you for helping us understand and see that um, God owns our bodies and he's entrusted those to us. And as we take care of them and take take responsibility for our responsibility for Mm -hmm. them, um, we do that in a way that honors him. It'll actually give us more of an ability to actually edify the church and build up the church and be a part of the mission he's asked us to engage with, to serve others, to love him fully, to be available, to fulfill the Great Commission, all these things that I think we all long to do. Uh, The last thing I'll just leave our listeners to think about, too, is everyone wants to leave a legacy, Mm -hmm. right? We all do, Um, and that looks different for each of us and where we're at in our life and, and what we hope and dream for. Um, but as David has said, don't forget, uh, your body is the, the primary means by which you can accomplish the things that you want to accomplish, whether mm-hmm. that's intellectual or physical, <laughs> financial. Uh, if you don't have a body that's moving and functioning and able to even think clearly or engage, uh, you'll be severely hindered. And so it, it, only seen, it only stands to reason then to take care of that body in a way that honors God. And so... Um, I would encourage you to think through that, think through what God is speaking to you and teaching you today in that moment, and we hope that uh, this episode and the ones previous would help you demonstrate and declare the gospel uh, for His glory.
Thank you for tuning in today. You can find a wealth of resources, including free downloads, videos, book recommendations, sermons, training opportunities, and more at my website, www.displaythegospel.com.